Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Pro-Am, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez, and this week's guest is Ed Kozan of Kenda Tire. Uh, they are bringing out a new 255-4018 for the FD spec um, tires, since we're not allowed to be over 255 anymore uh, for Pro-Am all across the board and the Pro 2 shootouts. He does go into a lot of detail about it. We also talk about uh tires in general like you know what how the treadwear ratings work and what you know shit like that kind of like not too deep but you know far enough for to get a basic understanding of the treadwear stuff that i have personally actually never looked up uh we do get into sponsorship stuff and just a few other things like you know how they kind of operate as opposed to how like another company would operate like some of the other tire brands that kind of have like distributors on the west coast and east coast and stuff like that um there's a little bit different so he gets into that uh but i hope you guys enjoy the show it was i thought it was a good show um i did something a little different this time while we were recording i did have a pen and paper and i was making myself little cliff notes so this way not one time today did i say uh, my bad. Lost my train of thought. So I'm going to pat myself on my back for that one. Um, but really good episode. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends about this one. At least this one. This I think this is probably our best show to date. And I would really like for people to hear this one at least. And thank you guys again. If you're a new listener, thank you for listening to Drifting Pro-Am. Enjoy the show. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, I must ask, how do you pronounce your last name? That's a fantastic question. It's Kozan. Kozan. Okay, because that, yes. that, that C is silent. Good to know. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure there's been... I appreciate you asking. Yeah, yeah, I just oh. didn't want to pronounce it wrong and sound like a complete a-hole. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate that, dude. Usually when, uh, like, if we go out to eat, you know, like, you got to put your name in for something or you go to pick up a carrot order or something, I'm like, you know, hey, I need a name and I'm just like, Edward... You know, it's just you're never gonna screw that up. You know. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I, yeah, that's my name's Gerald, and then so many people just blow my name, like especially when you go to like Starbucks. Is it because of the J versus the the traditional G? Is that the deal? Uh, it's that, and then for some reason, sometimes like people hear Joe a lot, so I usually just okay. go by it. I'm just like it's J, and yeah. that and that one they haven't like you know. Blown to pieces, right. so I'll just I'll stick with that for now. Um, no, you'd be surprised, man. I went to Starbucks one time, and this is actually probably my best Starbucks story. Where it's like, you know, can I get a name for the order? Yeah, it's Ed. Usually, I just go by Ed, you know. And it's like, uh, can I get a name for the order? Yeah, it's Ed. And she's like, Ted? No, Ed. <laughs> she's like Ed, and and I can see her. She's got the cup in hand with the marker, and she's like Ed. And then <laughs> and she and I, I'm not making this up. She goes. How do you spell that? <laughs> and I, I kind of cocked my head to the side. I'm like, and and before I could even answer, while I'm kind of taking processing that, the girl next to her, she's like, Ed, E D. She's like, oh, so it's only one D. Are you kidding? really? <laughs> I, I I don't know. But clearly, she's like, never watched Ed and Eddie growing up. Exactly. It's like I don't know how to make it any more simple than that. Yeah, you, you know, know, you know <laughs> for some people, it's hard, okay, man. man. Um, it is. That's true. Anyways, uh, thank you for coming on, uh, and Thanks for having me. if you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself and who you are and where you're from. 
Sure. Uh, so my name's Ed Kozan. I'm the uh, kind of a hybrid between sales manager and drifting program manager for Kenda Tires. Uh, Kenda is based out of Ohio. I, however, live in Indianapolis and kind of work remotely around the field. Ah, okay. I was curious as to, I thought you were like based out of Texas for whatever reason they did. Um, no, not at all. No, that, cl- at all. Clearly. <laughs> so uh, you guys are finally coming out with a 255 this year to uh yes is that at like a big request or how that how that deal end up coming through man that's a that's a great question and i should probably back it up because uh i have to give credit to my crew at lone star drift um because that's kind of just so i guess to kind of get into the backstory about that is really more um it's kind of if if you don't mind me backing up for a moment oh, is really do. more yeah uh it, it's really more so i've been with kenda for a year i came on board in february of last year mm-hmm. um and kind of over overseeing some sales roles and because we're a smaller or we're, you know, we're a smaller tire manufacturer smaller organization um a lot of that is kind of the you know we we don't have a significant amount of boots on the ground like a lot of higher tier brands that uh in the tire industry so one of the things I come from kind of a high performance background um, and, and a little bit of I've done a little bit of, of uh, kind of a combination of autocross road racing, never really been a drifting kind of guy. But uh, my, that's kind of where my experience goes back around 15, or maybe even 20 years ago, kind of getting uh, my feet wet with that. So I kind of have a passion for motorsports and, and the if you kind of think the ultra high performance or UHP mm-hmm. kind of story. So coming on board with Kenda, kind of learning our product line, what it kind of worked into was, um, you know, here's kind of the overview of all of our product lines. We're a full line manufacturer. We have everything from an entry level passenger and, and on up. We have, you know, tires for SUV, CUV applications and light truck where we actually have a pretty good following or pretty well known on the light truck side of things between just a highway tire, all terrain, an RT, as well as an MT tire. And then in the discussion of kind of learning our product was, hey, we also have this tire called the Kara 20A. It's a good looking tire, you know, and kind of learning more about it. And I'm talking to our one of our marketing people mm-hmm. and and it became, you know, I said, hey, you know, tell me a little bit more about this one, because it, it's a good looking tire. I, I know, you know, from my performance days a little bit about this world. I worked at Tire Rack uh, back in the day. And so that's kind of where I got my start with things. And Tire Rack is kind of leans more towards the high performance end of, of the game and, and, and racing and, and uh, that kind of application. So. Mm-hmm. We had the discussion and our marketing, uh, one of our marketing people at the time, she said, well, you know, hey, you know, by the way, we have, you know, we have a really good uh, group of audience. There's a guy, a group of guys in Texas that, that are running this tire and they really seem to like it. So the kind of kind of, cock, you know, kind of cock my head a little bit and pique my curiosity. And so we had and so I reached out to uh, Lone, the guys at Lone Star Drift, which would be Aaron Losey mm-hmm. and one of our other drivers, which is Fielding Shredder. And kind of just got to know those guys a little bit. And, and hey, you know, tell me about the tire because you, know, you guys are the ones driving it, you're experiencing it, and so on and so forth from there. So I don't mean to get off track, but this is kind of where the background lies. And so Aaron and Fielding were very instrumental in kind of bringing me up to speed on, hey, you know, this is where you're at with Kenda. These are kind of some of the ins and outs, and we can certainly talk about this later. But here's kind of some of the backstory of, of your tire and how it kind of came to be and where, you know, you guys, we, we really 
do uh, we really run a lot of Kendas in in Lone Star in Texas and kind of in that general region. Okay, this sounds great. So to answer your question about the um, about the 255 size of uh, kind of so I had a discussion around SEMA of last year, uh, Fielding Shredder and Patrick Harson also from Lone Star Drift. They, mm -hmm. they acted as kind of our ambassadors. We did a product launch of an all-terrain tire that we're now coming up to market with for some of our top dealers right before SEMA started. And one of the things that they did was showing us, um, you know, kind of showing some of our dealers, hey, this is a little bit of drifting exposure as kind of a sideshow in conjunction with them working at the Hoonigan Burnyard at SEMA. So I had a chance to talk to to Patrick and Fielding and a couple of the other guys that kind of came along from Texas to do this road show and working with them. And at SEMA or at, like right around that time, Fielding had mentioned to me, hey, um, I don't know how closely you're you know aware of of this whole deal with the 255 and being a, a FD kind of a pro two spec tire size. And I said, no, I'm not. I mean, our 265. Uh, our 265 35 18 is our number one kind of our it's our go-to size it's our top volume mover and this is it so he kind of brought me up to speed back in november of hey this is you know kind of the idea and you know the fact is is that there's a lot of guys that might be running a pro 2 class that don't that don't or can't run kenda because you guys don't have a 255 mm -hmm. and and i thought about it a little bit and i'm like okay so over the week at SEMA, we had some of our kind of our global people coming in. Kenda's a Taiwan-based manufacturer. Um, we have plants in Taiwan and in Vietnam that are producing all of our passenger products and, and light truck products that we see. And one of the things that came about from that was um, happened to have a, I'm doing finger quotes here, a global catalog of here's everything that Kenda does. And, you know, we're a full-line manufacturer. we got to start making bicycle tires, oh. tubes. Um, a lot of people don't know this. It's kind of a cool backstory. So we got our, our story, or we got our introduction to tires. We've been building tires since 1962. Oh wow! Got our start. Yeah, got our start in bicycle and tube tires. So we kind of started in these tiny, you know, tiny little applications. Mm -hmm. We're very well known, very well established in the world of bicycle racing. Not my thing. Um, <laughs> and then to kind of say, then it kind of goes into uh, power sports. Where we have a really good business where we do a lot of, you know, side by side. Uh, or original equipment on some Polaris applications and so on and so forth. So we're really well known in, in bicycle and power sports and these smaller lines. And we do specialty tires like wheelchairs and scissor lifts and all these different things. And we've got into building automotive tires in a joint venture with Cooper uh, in the early 2000s. Actually, we've only been building passenger tires since 2002. So not even that long. Oh, wow. uh, but even though we've been, yeah, so even though we've been building tires for over 50 years, a lot of people don't know kind of this, even our dealers don't know this backstory that, you know, hey, we've only been building automotive tires for a relatively short time. So when I was talking to Fielding about some of the, um, you know, some of the sizes and applications, it kind of got me thinking, well, you know, we don't have a 255. Maybe there, maybe we're missing out on an opportunity there because, uh, you know, there, there's a, a contingent of, you know, there's a contingent of customer base that might be, you know, uh, limited, who might be running Pro 2 on a, I guess, relatively full-time schedule. But, you know, people aren't going to switch from a 265 back to a 255 and flip-flop and back and forth. It's just, it doesn't work. So I kind of got to thinking about how do we have, the, you know, is there an ability for us to be able to add a new size? And at SEMA, I, I got a copy of our global 
product offerings, and I did see that, in fact, the Care 20A is offered in a, in a uh, 255-3518. And I asked, uh, you know, I asked my boss, hey, you know, I think there's some opportunity there for us to be able to do this. Can we add this size to the USA offerings? Mm-hmm. And a little bit of uh, internal back and forth about it. And I had to kind of pitch the idea that, you know, hey, you know, the 265 is popular. However, we're missing out on a particular class of uh, in a particular segment that might not be able to run this tire for logistical purposes or just because, you know, you don't want to keep two sets of, you know, two different tire sizes that are, you know, 10 millimeters is only, you know, it's about a little bit less than a quarter of an inch. But, you know, if you're confined to a 255 as an FD uh, Pro 2 spec, you know, I, I don't blame somebody. I wouldn't want the hassle of having to buy two different tire sizes either. Yeah. So with that said, I was able to kind of push forward and, and kind of build the case around, hey, if we can add this to the North American catalog, this would go a long way to kind of opening up and broadening the exposure of the KR20. And yeah, that's where we're at. So so we've got the KR20A added to our dealer spec sheets officially as of last month for the 255. And, um, you know, so it, it'll make it, it should be making its way where dealers can start ordering it for build. That's about a 90 day window. And then ideally, you know, I'm anticipating some of the first 255s to start rolling into the USA, probably end of May, early June, and some of the new sizes, which we can talk about, um, you know, probably just shortly after that. And the uh, the new sizes, are those already provided by Kenta, or was it only the 255-35? It was always the 255-35. So the, the 255-35 was something that's basically, we already have a, to understand this is kind of understanding tire manufacturing, and we already, it's, there's in other words, there's already a mold that's established, um, there's already a size for that, and the 255-35 is just one that, for whatever reason, in the Care 20A, it kind of slipped through the cracks, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe, maybe that wasn't quite, you know, it maybe at the time, you know, it, it just got overlooked. Yeah. So so that's kind of one of the things that it had. And honestly, having somebody like myself that's kind of has a passion for this, and now I've kind of segued into running our, our drifting and our motorsports um, our, our, our segment right there has kind of been something where I've kind of be, been able to be somebody in our from our corporate side who's been able to kind of build the case to be, be that bridge to understand between where there's some market demand and where we can help bring that out by already having the tire size, already having a mold for that. And it's just simply a matter of saying, okay, we need to be able to offer this to the USA. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's kind of the basic story. Yeah. Um, and you guys are bringing on also a two fifty five forty, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I'm sorry, yeah, two fifty five forty eighteen. That would be the that would be the product offering for us. So yeah, it's um, you know, we, for us, it's it's a matter of looking at where we already have tire molds that are offered and where sizes globally exist that we can add on to that. So that that's kind of been the piece of of adding some of the new sizes that we have. Okay, wait. Uh, just to clarify, so you have you already have the two fifty five thirty five, or was it the forty? I'm sorry, the two fifty five forty eighteen. Okay, so that's the one that's already current, and then you did you guys, and then you guys added more sizes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Two fifty. Right. So the two fifty five forty eighteen, and then also the two fifty five thirty five. Okay. Yeah, I was a little confused for a second. Um, sorry about that. No, no worries. Uh, 
when you guys just recently closed out your um, drifting, what do you guys call it over there? Your kind of like your drifting program or your racer program. You guys mm-hmm. closed out for the season, if I'm not mistaken. You mean in terms of accepting like, any more like uh, sponsors, yeah. sponsorship applications or whatever you would call it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So for us, we ended up looking at, and and specifically for me, you know, all, all these, all these, uh, discussions kind of around what a program would look like. I started working on just in advance of SEMA. So end of October, early November Mm -hmm. time window and, and kind of building the business case. I mean, for us, our, our budgeting season, um, it's different different asian manufacturers work on a different cycle some may be uh december to january others may be on a april to april kind of cycle mm-hmm. um and, and we run on the we run on the january 1st calendar so oh, okay kind of kind of yeah and so kind of putting some of this together is more about uh for us we have when, the, the drifting pieces is, is a small portion of an overall marketing budget and for us, that involves light truck, that involves some experiential marketing with our existing uh, wholesale dealer base and just overall branding awareness that we do. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a subset of that. And that's kind of what I'm working with in, in the overall drifting program. And the sponsorship side of that comes down to we have some existing affiliation that, that we're, we found to be successful we continue and then kind of I've also gotten a separate budget to do some of the other things that I'm that, that rolling out for this year to kind of take it in a little bit of an expanded direction mm-hmm. um, from the personal sponsorship side. We tried to limit that purposely because some of the goals that I've done has been to try to partner up with some regional series um, and also in the announcement of what's become the Kenda Cup uh, the Kenda for events within those different series partners. So um individual sponsorships I, I have closed for the season and i'll probably look at revisiting those again probably or october november time frame you're, ans- you're answering all these questions i was going to ask you before i get to ask them <laughs> i was literally just going to ask you when we can we uh when can someone reach out and and what is the kenda cup but go ahead no that's a no two fantastic questions number one i would say uh, you know for me i do welcome um people in my the instagram for me the 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 account that i i work on all of our drifting stuff is at kenda racing on instagram um i try not to overall kind of hijack the actual at kenda tire account because with regards to bicycle automotive passenger uh you know they want to try to keep it kind of balanced so racing yeah exactly and and you know kind of all those different verticals uh i encourage people to follow both uh, because you know it, it's kind of a good way to learn, and we do cross-pollinate some of that content. Um, and later in the year, when once the season gets started, we're going to kind of do some content and some takeovers of those accounts with some of our drivers and things like that oh, okay. on the Ken, on the Kenda Tire account. But obviously, I would suggest you know, follow me for both. Um, but I would say to the sponsorship piece of that. I welcome people. I mean, my Instagram DMs daily. I spend more time on that than just about anything else than this involvement because I, I enjoy fielding the questions. I, I enjoy kind of working with the one-on-one interaction. Yeah. And I've told people this, that, hey, you know, you're welcome to send me something, but understand that I'll be honest that it's probably going to be, you know, I, I've kind of closed this window. 
um, because we know we're pressing on into the season with our activation and our partnerships. But you know, please send me. I've got an I've got a folder where I'm literally saving everybody's, um, you know, and and I'll you know, there, there's good, there's mediocre, there's bad, um, but I, I welcome all of those because I I see it as a cross section of people that are everything from people that are just getting started to people that are, you know, pro two, and, you know, it's the whole gamut of people that are using our products and that are asking for it. But I welcome it all, all year long, but honestly, I mean, for a 2020 activation uh, or a 2020 partnership, those are all pretty much sealed. And I'll look at getting into those again for 2021 once we have some measure of our results on what we're doing this year and, you know, where we can tweak it or expand it from there. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's Kenda Cup? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, the Kenda Cup, so it's pretty, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we've, we've kind of, ma- a couple things about it would be, number one, the the Kenda Cup kind of came about in some discussions of how can we take our market share that we have in the grassroots drift community mm-hmm. and how do we strategically expand upon that and one of the things that we came up with was you know the idea of the kenda cup and boiled down um i've been able to work on four individual partnerships with four different drift series uh the tagline that we come up with is uh you know four four drift clubs four states, one tire. And that's kind of the focus of that. So in, in looking at strategically where we can partner um, for 2020 is, you know, we settled on the idea of four different different drift clubs. Uh, I've partnered with Lone Star Drift out of Texas, which is very well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, par- partnered with East 10 Drift out of Tennessee, also, again, fairly well known. Uh, kind of bridged that gap with uh, Spirit, Spirit.jp Drift Series out of Virginia as well as a smaller group uh, called Riverside Drift, which is based out of Louisville, Kentucky, or in that, in that area. And what I've done with that is within these four uh, drift series, any driver that participates within those drift series is welcome to uh, participate in any portion of their season. But what we've done is we've taken one of those, sig- one signature event, if you will, from each drift series uh, they, each one has picked uh, one of their kind of marquee events, mm-hmm. and we've rebranded at the Kenda Cup. And oh, okay, for dri- I see what you're saying. So, yeah, so what's happened is uh, drivers, you're welcome to run on, you know, run this event within that series on any particular tire that you would do. However, it's a little bit of a contingency in that drivers, uh, we, we've I've put together a program that will have prize awards, which are in the form of typically tire support, um, for podium finishers who are on Kenda tires and there'll be a contingency decal, which we'll be sending out to these drivers and these entrants of, uh, within the series. So for example, if you're running within that, the idea would be ideally you're experienced on Kenda tires, you're mm-hmm. running this all season long, you're happy with the results. And for this event, we're giving out tires as the contingency award for first, second, third place finishers who are on Kenda tires running the decals now running the contingency decal, and we've done that. I've kind of sweetened the pot a little bit, and I've worked with uh, with um, BC Racing, obviously very well known in the drift community for their suspension components. Yes, and BC is kind of a presenting partner 
of the Kenda Cup that also uh, not only do you have the opportunity for first, second, and third place awards of Kenda tires and varying quantities, kind of you think first, second, third place quantities uh, of tires within those different series, but also the top, the top podium finisher who is on Kenda tires for that, uh, for that particular series finish also ha- will be eligible for a customized suspension package from BC Racing. So I've tried to kind of sweeten the pot there. I've also partnered with Stage Wheels and of the top four finishers, the first place finisher from each of the four drift series, um, then we're going to have a drawing of sorts. And the winner of that will also be eligible for a prize of a set of stage wheels um, as kind of so really the so each drift series finish stands alone, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, within that respective area. But we're kind of taking it a step further where there's some additional things like the wheels, like the wheel package yeah. for the overall winner. And on top of that, then one of the other things that I'm doing is kind of back to the sponsorship discussion is I've also taken it where uh, one of the other prize offerings is the overall winner of each of these drift series. I'm also giving away four uh, brand ambassadorships, which will also involve additional Kenda support, uh, marketing promotion, social media promotion, as well as the ability to purchase discounted tire Kenda tires direct from us um, as part of the brand ambassador program. So it, there, there's kind of a lot of moving parts to that. But what I've done is kind of tried to find a way that's going to identify the uh, different drift series partners and how do we kind of tie that together where people can kind of kind of have the opportunity to compete and win these prizes when Kenda tires uh, and support Kenda and, and, and have us support the driver base in each of these different series with that. So I'm pretty excited. It seems kind of a, a little bit of a unique angle that not many other manufacturers, at least at this point are doing. And yeah. uh, it, there's been a lot of, lo- lot of, you know, been a lot of excitement kind of generated around that. So working with those series partners has kind of been a big bridge and I'm really excited to get that season started and, and see where we can go with it. That's has anybody else ever done anything like that? Or are you guys like pretty much the first to kind of have that? Like within a grassroots setting um, throughout the states, pretty much, because it is not in just one area. Um, right. No, that, that's been kind of my understanding, and that's kind of the, the angle which I've tried to kind of pivot to is that, you know, for, for a lot of people, if you kind of think of the, the grassroots base of, of drifting, obviously if we're running in Formula Drift in, in, in a pro you know, with with the pro licenses is the top, you know, is the top tier. But if we're being honest, that's something that not most people are going to be able to do. And you know, I, I've I've worked with some of the other manufacturers that are involved in Formula Drift. Um, on the manufacturer side, I've worked with several of those, and that's a great that that is a great segment. I love the the idea, just the idea of Formula Drift uh, is is exciting to me. But at the same time, I'm also kind of a fan of the grassroots guys that, you know, I understand what it's like because I've been there where, you know, you're, you're throwing extra money and time and effort into a sport that you love. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's got and, and not everybody has a pro aspiration, but at the right. same time, there there's yeah. And there, there's just not a lot of support from any other manufacturer. So I honestly I don't know that it's been done before. 
and that's also kind of the unique angle that I think that where Kenda, you know, we're, I'm trying to take us as kind of running our motorsport program for drifting and trying to take it in, down that avenue to say, hey, you know, I recognize that you guys are passionate, that you guys think very highly of our product, and I would like to kind of give back and extend that support. So that that's kind of been the angle of the Kenda Cup. That's that's actually really cool. I like that idea. Thank, um, thank I, you. I do want to get back into like some a little bit of sponsorship stuff not necessarily um what you're doing but just from your perspective as far as how you guys handle things and how you would personally deal with something um sure like for one like tow rig tires is that something that's part of like a driver support program where obviously they're buying tires for the drift car or you know the race truck whatever racing program they're running but they also need for their tow rig like is that part of a deal or is that like completely separate <laughs> that's a see. You just made me think of something else. No, that that's that's a great idea, and, and, and it kind of it kind of is in that um, you know each each one of the driver support that I've done, mm. and you know I we have we do have support. Um, uh, you know, in the interest of disclosure, obviously, fielding shredder is part one of our biggest. Uh, you know, probably our our, our marquee. Uh, brand ambassador and then mm-hmm. Aaron Losey out of out of Lone Star and and a few others and I've I've got kind of a, a mix of drivers from kind of the starting out point mid level and kind of the, the at the higher uh, brand name recognition that you you might have mm-hmm. um, with that and one of the things that I've done I mean I've kind of, I have kind of customized that a little bit to everybody but I've opened that up to say look I, I will work with you on not only support of our KR 20A for your competition tires, but also at the same time, you know, we are a full line manufacturer and that is kind of what sets us apart from some of the other brands that are out there that are kind of working themselves or promoting themselves to the drift community. Mm -hmm. And that, and I see this on the light truck side. I mean, there are, there are companies that are just building a light truck, but they don't build SUV and they don't build passenger car tires or vice versa. I mean, the, some of the drift tire companies are, are building tires that are just focused in this vertical, but they don't build light truck. And, and certainly for us, they don't build trailer. I mean, we build trailer tires. We build, you know, side-by-side tires. We build golf cart tires. We build motorcycle. We build bicycle tires. So I've kind of tried to find a way where dri- uh, drivers that are, or I would say I would continue to look at, um, to answer your question about support, I mean, it is focused for me primarily on the support of the product of the, the drifting piece on the Care 20A. However, you know, I, I have made a point where we have a really fantastic, uh, our ultra high performance all season tire called the KR 400. Um, I have a Lexus GS. I run those on as my daily driver. Just fantastic rain tire very quiet riding is super grippy and dry but you know it's a little bit more road mannered it's for the i'm doing finger quotes again it's for the daily driver yeah and i've i and i've reached out to you know some of our brand ambassadors some of our drivers and say hey i'll support you with a set of tires for your daily as well as as this and you know in the past i've worked with some of the other drivers to see you know where they do need trailer tires they do need tires for their tow vehicle Mm. for their truck or their suv uh, to get them on that because you know we're that full line brand so to me it's not just a matter of having them drive competitively but I also want tires on everybody's um so yeah i mean th- that is kind of one of the big ideas that we're where we can help support that with some additional 
product incentives or discounts or whatever that may be. But yeah, I mean, as a, as a total package, I mean, if you kind of think about sponsorships, that's for me, when I get these proposals, it really is more, you know, and I don't want to jump ahead of this because this, you can certainly ask me this in, in, you know, down the road, but when you talk about, um, where people say, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to provide exposure for your product. Well, exposure as a manufacturer, that's great on track, but you know, my question is what about off track? What does that look like? And that's, that's kind of one of the, that's kind of one of the things I guess for people to think about if you're trying to make a pitch to a manufacturer like ourselves that does that. Um, you know, I see a lot of people with the competition tires, you know, my question becomes, what are you driving on your street, on your street ride? Mm -hmm. Or what is your wife driving? What's your girlfriend driving? Because everybody has a vehicle and we have tires for all of that. So that's kind of, you know, from a brand ambassador perspective, how do you best represent a brand like Kenda that builds everything? And, you know, how can you piece all that together? Because that that's for us is where we can tell a more interesting story than just the the niche vertical of drifting. Yeah. And it's more like, uh, like, hey, I run these tires on my personal vehicle, not just on my race car. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, if somebody if somebody came to me and, you know, you're a drift guy and I know how many hours can be spent, you know, doing trying to put your build together and doing, you know, the schedules and, and everything. But also if somebody came and said, hey, you know, I'm a huge mountain biking guy. Again, I don't work in the mountain. I don't work on the biking side, but it tells a story where we can kind of piece that together as more if you think yeah. more of a more of an athlete story. Yeah. That, and it comes kind of, full circle. Yeah, it sure does. Absolutely. And, uh, like how, you know, I, I see it from that point where it's like, okay, well, yes, you're using our tires for competition, but how are you helping me sell product? Yeah, Which exactly. is the main purpose of a sponsorship, right? If I'm not mistaken, like that's the reason you guys do it. You want to sell more product. Yeah. And that's exactly it. I mean, if you, if you kind of think about the sponsorship side and honestly, I, again, I'm, I'm very passionate about trying to see, I mean, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of sponsor decks and mm -hmm. proposals and it's coming my way and well, getting, i welcome all i get, welcome all of them because yeah you have to start somewhere yeah yeah uh, i think one thing i i noticed a lot like when i first started i would just get ignored um i think mm -hmm. and i know that that you guys you know anybody's working in the marketing department they don't have time to you know give you constructive criticism and be like hey you need to make this better or anything like that um but i think that would have been a big help right. in the beginning um, but with that, with the sponsorship stuff, um, you know, what would make you turn down a driver based on their sponsor deck? What is something that would just be like, it would, you know, turn you off? You don't maybe give an example, not a name, but just an example of what you've seen possibly. So, you know, we get other drivers out here who are listening to this not to do the same thing. Right. No, good question. And, and I would say to that, too, I mean, it's I'll be honest. I mean, sales, uh, sales of our product, I, I'm by definition, I'm a, a corporate accounts manager for a key wholesale distributor that that is in the Kenda family. And you know, it, that obviously takes up a lot of time. And kind of the the idea of running our drifting program is something that I'm doing out of more of a passion. Mm -hmm. Um and, and just because we're a small enough company, I can kind of, I have the ability to pivot to that kind of a role. And, you know, there's, there's a saying, you know, be careful what you wish for, cause you just might get it. And, in and in pitching this idea, that's exactly what's happened. So Especially now when the, it comes to work. I, I feel you. Yeah. On that. I feel you on <laughs> yeah. that. 
Yeah, and in a drift series where all the events are on weekends, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> there goes your life. There so, goes your social life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My yeah. wife is my wife is absolutely it's thrilled. Thrilled. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that. Um, but but I would say, I mean, it, it really has come about because I'm. I, you know, I've been there. I, I've been, you know, I've done, again, not drifting. I've done autocrossing. I've done road racing. And you personally, right? That's something you were driving? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and I, sweet. I've done, I've done open-wheel driving schools. I mean, oh, I, nice. I've, I've come from, yeah, I mean, I've, I've come from a, a motorsport performance side where on track, I mean, and, and for, for me, my experience is driving E46 BMWs. And that's where... Uh, you know, kind of fast forward these years, and that's also be, kind of become a little bit of a drift car of choice uh, because, you know, there's a lot of them out there. They're relatively affordable. There's a lot of easy modifications to it. So for me, it's it's being a little bit when I was younger and I had more time than money, and now I've got more money but not enough time with family and, and job commitments and all the other stuff. So it, to me, it's kind of one way to kind of give back and to answer your question about sponsorships. I would say, you know, I've had a lot coming my way and I've made every effort possible, whether DM or, uh, you know, instant message or emails, ideally emails that have come my way to at least come back and say, look, I'll be transparent, you know, send me something, but I'm probably already committed for this year, but I would love to see what you've got. And from that, again, I've seen, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, I've seen everything from, one person sent me a very lengthy Instagram message and my reply was, Hey, please send me a deck. Let, let me learn more about you, where you're running. You know, you're not so much about the build. Um, I mean, that's one component of it, but I'm more interested in, you know, what is your location? How many events are you running? You know, how much visibility rather than what kind of a car that you're running? Because I also understand at this grassroots level, at the pro-am level, you, you know, you, you kind of know what the vehicles are going to be like, right? Mm. Um, so, so everybody's kind of running, you know, a handful of the same different things. And I don't need a list of 25 or 30 mods that are done on the car. I just need to know kind of a basic of, for me, for us this year at least, is, you know, what, seri- you know, what series or what events are you running in? How many... Um, you know, and then I do look at, you know, the social media side and for us, that's a small component of it. I mean, I've got drivers that are a hundred thousand, 95,000, 5,000 down, you know, 300 and growing. I mean, I, for me, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a unique angle that I'm not trying to focus on drivers that are just, I'm not looking at a social media number. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I have such yeah. a gripe with that. It's such a huge gripe. I, I, I do it's, too. It drives me nuts, and but I understand it. I get it. It's just the millennial way, I guess. Unfortunately, it is. And, and if you're being honest, I mean, it's let, let's be honest. I mean, you can easily, if it came down to a numbers game, you can easily buy yep. ghost followers for a hundred bucks, and I, all of a sudden, I can take the Kenda Racing account from you know three thousand people up to thirty thousand people, right? Exactly. But I'd rather I'd rather have three thousand people that are are legitimate organic fans and followers, and I can see their account, and I can double tap on their stuff, and it's it's reciprocal. So, I mean, what what I'm looking at from a sponsorship perspective of like a pitch deck or a proposal that you want to put together. I mean, the first step is kind of the deck. Um, I had one guy, like I said on Instagram, that sent me a very long, wordy probably a three three to four inch long instagram length text and i said hey you know please email me here's my email address please send me your info 
And his reply came on email, and it was literally a copy-paste of the exact same message that he sent me on DM. Uh, you know, where do you, where do you think that went? Not very far. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, I don't expect everybody to have a nice, you know, eight-page PDF and mm -hmm. have all these graphics. And I've seen those, and, and there are some really good ones out there. But, you know, I also had a conversation with somebody at SEMA that came to our booth, uh, presented themselves and say, hey, you know, we're here, to, you know, I'll, I'm running an A, B, C, and D series. I, I'm running, uh, you know, here's my build, you know, we're running this and I'll get you, you know, and I'll, we'll give you exposure. Again, finger quotes with exposure. I mean, for a manufacturer, not only of tires, but for any product, anybody that you're pitching to from a sponsorship perspective, um, it's kind of a hot button for me because I'm learning. Uh, I'm learning this at the same time. And my goal is, you know, I, I would love to help everybody. I'm very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. I can't help everybody. But, you know, if, if I can at least give you one takeaway to say, look, if you're if you're trying to present to whether it's Kenda or 10 other tire manufacturers or any other suspension or body shop or local business, everybody's kind of looking at the same thing and you know there, there's you're kind of flying blind to an extent but it kind of comes down to you know like the gentleman at the SEMA booth you can you can say you're giving me this exposure but at the end of the day what does that mean I mean is it uh, well what you know I talk I give you this many mentions on our YouTube channel okay but then I, I look at this and you have 1200 YouTube followers again how I'm is that selling tires how is that selling tires? Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I mean, case in point, I mean, Lone Star Drift has uh, a tremendous, like, 70, you know, 80,000 YouTube followers, 80,000 people on Instagram. And, you know, maybe some are the same. Not all of them are. And, and they're, they're Facebook. I mean, they're very well-established regional drift series. Yeah, and those Texas guys swear by the Kendas. And that's the reason I kind of, I, like, I've, I had heard about you guys before. <laughs> um, but yeah. I've, I've had Fielding Shredder on before. I've had Kendra Messer. Mm -hmm. Um, if I forgot anybody else's name, sorry, I've had a lot of guests on, um, mm -hmm. but, and they like swear up and down about these things. And I was like, I really want to try them. I haven't had a chance. Um, especially since, uh, you guys were only doing the 265 at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like you had said earlier, it's, you know, going to go try a 265 that I can't even utilize in competition. It's kind of just, I didn't see the, um, I didn't see the benefit of trying them at the time, but I always figured that right. all the tire manufacturers were eventually going to come around to the 255 tire because that's what's needed, at, at least within the drifting community. Right, right. And I mean, and, that, and that's, that's true. I mean, for us, we had kind of a unique opportunity in that there's, it, there happened to be an existing mold, uh, a mold size already available for that for a 255 and it's a significant cost for any tire manufacturer i mean it costs about thirty thousand dollars to to make a, a to build a tire mold Ooh. for production okay now i understand yeah. why no one has done it right i mean i had somebody dm me today asking about something like okay you know you you guys announced a 205 55 16 which was one of the other sizes that i've just expanded and, and offered to our dealers you know, offered to our dealers to say, hey, you guys can order this, uh, you know, starting this month for production. And again, that's about a 90 day window. But then then the next thing was, hey, you know, I can use it. You guys should build a 215, 45, 16. It's such a niche tire size um, that you know, we, we would be lucky to sell 100 of those in a year. I mean, and when you think about the fact that it's a thirty thousand dollar mold, 
you know, if a tire, you know, the cost to produce a tire being well under a hundred dollars, uh, that's a lot of tires to, you know, that's a lot of tires to recap. So I, I was, I said, Hey, you know, not going to happen. I can tell you that. I mean, that's, yeah, I've, <laughs> no, it makes so I, sense. I've tried, yeah, I mean, I've tried to leverage smartly to say, hey, look, you know, how can I benefit the guys that are, that are out there? Um, the one, the, the other size, aside from the 255 for the, the pro two class that I'm most excited about would be a, uh, we have a one ninety five fifty five fifteen for the, you know, the earlier for mostly for Miata guys and, and some, you know, and, and some, uh, you know, kind of the JDM, uh, crowd that would be running, you know, kind of a little more like the nineties kind of fitment sizes, but more specifically for me, there's a lot of Miatas that are out there that are, that are running that still. And so, you know, ideally for me, I mean, I know from my, motorsport days the 205 50 15 would probably be slightly better mm-hmm. um but you know we're not going to we're not going to invest thirty thousand dollars to build a 205 50 15 um you know i can leverage the 195 55 that's already out there and and open it up to some people that previously have not had a 15 inch and i mean the 15 inches it's a you know it, it's also kind of a vintage fitment almost anymore as as Vehicles have gotten larger over the years, yeah. but you know, I'm trying to do that because you know I recognize, hey, there's a lot of guys out there that are still doing that, and you know, we if we can offer the tire that we're having a lot of success, our drivers are having a lot of success with, our customers are, and to offer that, I mean, that that's that's a win to me, and that's kind of where having somebody that kind of understands motorsports that's doing this in this role is kind of benefit. I'm trying to do this to benefit everybody, and yeah. kind of back back to the sponsorship thing. I mean, that's where. You know, the, the pitch deck of, of, you know, how do you, you know, it, it comes down to exposure and um, at one, one hand, but, you know, we're a manufacturer. We have a marketing budget that's dedicated to providing consumer exposure. I mean, that's why we have our own social media account. That's why we, and, and for people that have looked at the, the Ken Tire account on Instagram, I mean, we, we do, you'll, you'll see a rhythm if you start looking at the feed. I mean, one day it's bicycles, one day it's, it's motors, uh, motorcycles, one day it's trucks, one yeah. day it's cars. And, and that's kind of the rhythm. So to kind of understand, you know, when you do a sponsorship pitch or a proposal, if you will, to kind of understand, you know, what what are the objectives that, that your people are trying to achieve? And I mean, for us, I can tell you that the amount of light truck tires that we sell completely dwarfs the amount of KR20As that we're selling, even though we're selling a lot of KR20As. But you think, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of truck, we're a truck heavy society. Yeah. these days and I mean, for daily drivers i mean that's kind of where it's at and and you know we are involved in you know off-road racing um you know that as well and i mean we have a separate account we have kenda motorsports on social media that, that chronicles the uh, light truck racing side that we do and then of course kenda racing for me is is going to be drifting focused but you know it just kind of understand what the sponsors at and what are they looking to achieve and you know, somebody who says, you know, hey, I'm running in, you know, pick a series and maybe I, I'm, I'm in Nashville tonight. So I'll say, hey, I'm running in East 10, for example, and I can get you guys exposure. Well, you know, my question to that person would be, well, I've already partnered with loan with I'm sorry. I've already partnered with East 10 as a series partner. I've already you know, I'm already working with our wholesale distributors in this area to be able to supply tires to these people and to try to do some trackside promotions. And we're offering the Kenda Cup as a signature event within the East 10 series schedule. So what else is there that somebody can do for me from an exposure standpoint 
beyond what a series, you know, what the series exposure can do. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm trying to, you know, provide, if I can provide one helpful piece, I mean, I, I would be to kind of understand if you're pitching someone and I can only imagine like the amount of proposals that somebody like BC racing must get because kind of the same thing. Everybody wants to rep BC racing, but again, BC is so ingrained in drifting and suspension components. Uh, you know, how much more exposure does one individual give them over a, a, another partnership that they can do with somebody else? And mm-hmm. that's where, it, you know, and, and you can say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm here, but it comes down to, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's not, it goes beyond social media account. I mean, it goes beyond, uh, you know, it come, kind of comes more from a, uh, I, I would say like one, one angle would be, uh, from a sponsorship side of, you know, think about what activation opportunities are there. Uh, you know, for us, I mean, we, we have strategic wholesale distributors that are dotted around the country that we partner with, uh, who are buying Kenda products in significant quantities. Mm-hmm. So, so what partnership opportunity could you bring to the table to say, you know, that how, how do you work it to, you know, how do you work that activation? How do you understand where we're an active exhibitor and I can also bring extra value by doing these demos? I mean, like one, I guess the, the quick story there would be, um, again, at SEMA kind of came about where uh, Fielding, Fielding Shredder and Patrick Carson were invited to the Hoonigan Burnyard at SEMA. We happened to be doing a product launch, which is centered around an all-terrain tire the day before SEMA, that Monday before SEMA. These guys came out from Texas to Las Vegas and we said, hey, while you guys are out here, we have a facility, which is Speed Vegas, that we're hosting this at as a closed event for our, our top dealers. And it's going to be a ride and drive. And we rented Jeeps, and I was out there the week before that setting up and getting Jeeps and putting Kenda decals on them so we could get our dealers to see, here's this new all-terrain tire that we're going to be coming out on. Mm. And somebody along the way kind of had the idea that, hey, Speed Vegas has this skid pad we were able to work it out so that they could go ahead and do, you know, here's, here's some care twenties and you guys can just do a little smoke show on the side as kind of a little bit of eye candy for our dealers that are out there. And it was really neat because what, and it made me smile because what ended up happening is we had our dealers set up into two specific groups and group between group one and group two, there's a little bit of a lull and Patrick and fielding are out there, you know, doing, doing their show and they're exposing our drifting piece to t- people that hadn't really seen or heard much of this exposure before. And it was interesting because the, the, we had like 50 dealers broken down into two groups of you know 20 or 25. And what happened was between group one and group two, uh, group two kind of fell off because everybody was, their eyes were drawn to what Patrick and Fielding were doing in this kind of precision, you know, tandem driving, you know, basically, you know, kind of a stunt show. Mm. And pe- pe- and then we offered, hey, who wants to ride with these guys? And, you know, a huge show of hands. Well, then there weren't enough people to go ahead and drive on the new tire that we were launching. So it was kind of a success, kind of a fail. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it was kind of cool because it was it really got people thinking, hey, you know, there, there's th- this just looks cool. And whether you've been to a Formula Drift event or a grassroots event, you know, it's, it's it is one of these things where, you know, you kind of have to go to it, and certainly for drifting, when you're seeing like a judge driving style, you need to kind of go there to, you know, you need to be in person to kind of understand it and take it all in. But 
Um, but that's one of the things, I mean, from a sponsorship side, how can you, you know, is that something that you could potentially leverage to say, you know, we, uh, myself and, you know, one of my, you know, one of my other Drift Series partners, you know, if, if we're, we can put this together for you and just kind of understand where the, the manufacturer, what, where the brand that you're pitching to, the company you're pitching to, what their needs are. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen from that sponsorship side is that people haven't necessarily understood that. Yeah. Um, what's what is kind of like something when you're gonna get something from if a driver's gonna send you something? What is the what's kind of like the best package to receive? Um, as like, like as far as like a good a good starter email, like let's say obviously it's the proposal, maybe like hey, how are you? Something. Um, but Starbucks you know, what, gift card. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Here's an e card. Thanks. Uh, like, what yeah, do you Amazon like to see from a potential sponsoree? Like, what do you what do you want to see on a proposal? What do you not want to uh, see on a proposal? That's a fantastic question. I mean, you're, you're talking like just base, like a basic introductory just, pitch kind of thing. Yeah, just you know, general stuff. Sure. Uh, no, I mean, fantastic question because again, I, I I've seen the gamut. I mean, for me, it's you know, any any time I'm opening in this email, it, it's also counter to every other sales oriented email that, that, that comes at me in a day. So, and you know, again, I mean, there's people on the marketing side that they're getting stuff all day long that it eventually trickles to me. Um, but you know, it, it takes time away from everything else that I'm doing. And, and to your point where, you know, you've, you've seen, you've sent out stuff, you've been ignored and, you know, yeah. some constructive criticism would be great. I, I've been there too. I mean, I, I appreciate that. And that's kind of why I do try to, take the time to diplomatically respond as much as I can. Um, but that, I mean, but if you're going to use it as a learning exercise, I mean, uh, I, I've seen everything. I mean, SEMA, I had a lot of people coming to me, coming to our booth, and I'm probably even more this year with all the stuff that we're doing. But I, I would say, you know, w- what interests me is, you know, um, how to put this, you know, kind of the, the what I think the biggest understand or misunderstanding uh, would be, where people put something together and they don't understand the what's in it for me uh, of the person that they're pitching to. In other words, you know, at the end, the end goal is to get tires, product, money, swag, whatever from a, a company like ourselves. But what in turn are you providing? And, and I use you know, the word exposure. What I've seen is a, a lot of more than anything else is, you know, hey, I'll, I'll give you exposure what again what what does that mean nobody's really drilled that down more um you know i would like to see somebody in a package that that sends something my way and and there's a lot too where it's like look you know you have 120,000 views you have 2 million you know you have 2 million hits mm-hmm. it, it, it's something that's very generic i mean what is 2 million hits i mean and and i then i Somebody sent me something that said that they have, you know, 1.2 million impressions. Okay, impressions of what? There was no mention of of that. There's no statistical data to back that up. And then I look at the fact that you have, um, you know, you have about 500 followers on YouTube and you have about 1,200 followers on Instagram. And where where does that number, I can't, I don't know how to make those numbers work. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, there's probably... Yeah, I mean, there's probably some math involved that'll get me to that formula, but I don't know what it is. And, and if I can't easily say, 
And for me, I mean, again, I'm looking at it maybe a little different, like I said, because I'm, I, I've got drivers and brand ambassadors that I'm trying to partner with for this very reason, that I'm trying to show you guys that Kenda, for us, it's not just every top level like, uh, you know, every every fielding shredder, every S13 babe that's out there that we're partnering with that has 100,000 followers. I'm looking at people that have 5,000. I, I partner with people that have 5,000 followers that people uh, I've got a guy that, that I've partnered with that, that's got, you know, 300 and, and growing. And he's got a really interesting build and a really interesting story. And this is why I've chosen to do it Would yeah. most in fair in fairness. Would most people do you know, would most companies look at a guy like that? Probably not, but I'm I'm piecing it all together in a way that uh, you know it's it's hard to give you a lot of detail about. But there, for every every announcement that I've done on the Kinder Racing Instagram account, there, there's been a reason and a purpose. There's a backstory behind it. There's a strategic reason why I've partnered with everybody or every series. That and but at the end of the day, the goal is to try to tie everything together. Um, you know, you know, so I would say partner, I'm sorry, I would say sponsorship wise, don't just inflate your numbers. I mean, it might not be about that. I would say the single biggest thing I would like to see is, you know, here's, here's where I'm at is in just again, I, I've seen proposals that say that say all this, but it doesn't give me any information about the series that you're running in the events. How did you, you know, how did you compete last year? Where did, where did you finish last year? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't see, I, I don't see anybody saying, Hey, I ran in six events and I finished eighth, 12th, 13th and fourth, you know, I, I, um, and, and that's okay. I mean, I appreciate the honest disclosure I and mean, there, there's a reason why I mean, mechanical failures, I mean, things happen, right. But, yep. um, you know, everybody's trying to put your best foot forward and, and honestly, what would come together to say, Hey, I'm kind of a lousy driver, but. I'm getting started, but I, I have it. I really have it together, um, you know. And, and it's not just about slapping decals on your car because, you know, I, if you base it around the fact of of what decals cost and what tires cost and what what you're looking for, um, you know, tires eat up a significant. You know, it's a significant. You're you're burning off a lot of tires. Tires cost money, and you go through a lot of tires at the end of the season. And you can kind of extrapolate those numbers to put a cash value on what that cost, you know, on what that might cost. But I would say to everybody else, understand, you know, if you, if you're talking maybe $5,000 in product, uh, for, you know, a tire that costs a hundred bucks a piece, um, you know, I mean that, that, that rep obviously represents, uh, you know, that's not anywhere close to formula drift pro level sponsorship dollars, but you know, for a grassroots driver, you know, $3,000 of tires is a lot of money, right? So certainly is. But you think about from the manufacturer perspective, uh, wh- how many how many ad impressions can I buy on Google AdWords, or how many Facebook, uh, you know, how many Facebook views can I buy for three thousand dollars of advertising that will talk about Kenda tires or that would drive search engine results to our brand for three thousand dollars? And I can guarantee you the amount of vi- the amount of uh, views, the amount of clicks. And, and that data that goes behind that is it's it's actually it's actually easier and it's a better ROI to put that money uh, to put the three thousand dollars of sponsorship that you're asking for into three thousand dollars of Google AdSense. Yeah, because uh, because it, uh, you can generate a bigger a bigger reach. So it really isn't just about that. But I, I think you know when you put that together, 
from a sponsorship side, it comes down to if you understand that, uh, understand, you know, it also comes down to, you know, how it, have you done research on like Kenda? I mean, I haven't seen, I'll be honest, I have not seen one person's proposal, even people that I've worked with necessarily that have tailored their proposal in some manner that hits on, well, I shouldn't say anybody. There's, there, there are a couple of people that are working with in, in fairness, but people that, uh, but by and large, the proposals that I've seen do not hit on the fact that, hey, I recognize, you know, I've got I have a I have a side by side that, you know, I, I ride on the weekends and I'm involved in that, too. And I've got a tra you know, here's my trailer. Here's my tow truck, even though it's a piece of crap truck. You know, I if somebody came to me and said, hey, I, I run Kendas on my truck daily. I understand this is great. And I'm getting I'm into drifting. And I understand, you know, we're really established there. It, it's just understanding we're involved in a lot of different verticals and I haven't seen really anybody coming to me in a proposal deck or a pitch mm. to say, I'm already running these on my truck and I've got these on my girlfriend's car and I love them and they're awesome. And I, you know, how do we, how can I partner with you? How can, and, and it really, it's that what's in it for me. How can I partner with you as a driver to help you guys accomplish your goals? And that's one, the biggest question I would say that, Nobody is trying to Understand. answer mm -hmm. or ask or, yeah, understand. Understand, I think, is probably where I'm going. And, and nobody, nobody's understanding that and nobody puts that together in that way. And I think there's – I can't help but suspect there's a secret sauce in there for somebody that does that. Yeah. That's uh, – I, I went to this seminar in Vegas around SEMA this year. Mm-hmm. It was at, it, they held it at Speed Vegas, and it was, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He actually wrote a book about sponsorships, how to gain sponsorship and sponsorship. Uh, they kind of touched a little bit on, like, what should be on your sponsorship proposal and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, really good seminar, and they're going to do it every year. His name is Alex Stryler, and the book is called Motorsports Marketing and Sponsorships. Um, yes. He explained that very well, and he's like, you need to understand what, what are these companies trying to do and how do you fit in and how do you help them achieve those goals? Um, mm -hmm. And he made the, the best example. He's like, how are you going to create foot traffic for Target if that's who you're going after? Yeah, and that, that's a fantastic analogy, too. I mean, like I've I've been an IndyCar fan and prior to that cart, I mean, like oh, I've been an open wheel racing fan for, for years. And a lot of people might remember the Target. There, there used to be two Target cars in open wheel racing, you know, and you had, um, you know, Alex Zanardi and Juan Pablo Montoya mm. and, you know, like, and you had these, you know, just these icons of, of open wheel racing. But what a lot of people never noticed is, you know, you had target, but then you start looking at their suits and you start looking at some of the other products, you know, and you have, you know, Charmin and Kleenex and Huggies. And I know from a manufacturer side, I mean, manufacturers often, whether it's toilet paper whether it's cleaning products, whether it's tires. I mean, there's a lot of marketing um, you know, allocation resources that are devoted to that. And I think a lot of that, and I could be wrong, but I'm just kind of speculating what I remember from those driver suits, you know, you'd see like Coca-Cola, but these are also the same products that Target is selling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it kind of becomes not only how do you get people into Target, but then those affiliate sponsorships that Target was doing with these drivers you know, hey, by the way, those are also products that were sold or are sold in Target. So, yeah, it kind of becomes th exactly that. How do you help people 
you know, at the end of the day, how do you get more people into Target? How do you, how are you going to, you know, you're providing exposure for Kenda, but how do you help Kenda sell more tires? How do you help dealers, um, you know, retail, retail tire dealers? How can you help a retail tire dealer to sell more tires by your vehicle being on track? Yeah, and then you guys don't, do you guys have like distributor setups where it would come directly from Kenda or it is through dealer only? Everything for us is dealer only. Okay. Um, and, and, and that's pretty typical for the business. I mean, at least in North America, I mean, we're not, I mean, Goodyear, for example, I mean, everybody's seen a Goodyear tire store, um, you know, Firestone Auto Centers, those kind of things where those, you know, those larger scale manufacturers can have that direct presence. But most tire manufacturers are reliant on, a uh, kind of they call it a two-step distribution where the manufacturer sells to a wholesaler mm-hmm. the wholesaler sells to a retailer and the retailer goes to the end user and you know from a manufacturer side you're marketing and we're, we have spend that's involved in attracting business and generating business on all three of those channels we have to spend money on to the whole you know for working with the wholesaler we have to spend money working with the retailer and we have to spend money to attract the end consumer just to get to a point to say, well, I've heard of Kenda tires. And, and, you know, so it, it, it becomes that, how do you help any one of those steps along the way sell more product? Yeah. And that's, that's the uh, million dollar question. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay. So I got a lot of Instagram questions for you. Oh, good. Which is the most I've ever gotten. So, Thank how, you. How many is this? How uh, many? one. Oh wait, some of it's just spam. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, uh, three, four, five. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, the rest yeah. were just spam, and they're like, "Follow back." Uh, that's yeah. I I, I, I know that. you. I, I know you get them. Too. I know, and they're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> It's a learning curve, but it's it. No, I mean it, it's it's good. I, I certainly welcome. So yeah, let, yeah. let's go. Okay, uh, the first one we got from uh, Poco Free Ride. Why can't I get Kenda tires in Canada? Fantastic question. So the 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 issue to that is twofold. Number one, um, Kenda, which for us is Kenda Tires USA, as the name implies, we're USA based, or really more North America, but we have been mostly established in the, in the United States. We're looking at, and, and as I'm talking to you now, uh, or, you know, early March, we're, we're in discussion with a couple of select Canadian wholesale distributors. No, oh, nice. Um, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and, but again, it, it, comes, it comes down to not just, and I had this discussion on, on, in, uh, on DMs on Instagram recently with somebody, and I said, look, it comes down to the fact that we can sell KR20s, up in Canada, and, and I can probably get somebody to buy a container, a container, a forty-foot container of passenger car tires like the Care Twenty. It's about eight hundred tires, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of think, um, you know, eight hundred sounds like a lot, but it's in the grand scheme of things, it's you know one container. Um, you know, I've got wholesale distributors that are ordering fifteen to twenty to thirty containers of overall tires a month. Oh wow! Didn't yeah. realize you guys have so, that much product. And that, I mean, that's just one customer at one location. You know, yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, when you kind of think of, you kind of think of that, that it's uh, but to answer the question about Canada, you know, we are working on it, but we're looking to identify a distributor that transcends just the care 20. We're looking to establish the Kenda brand in Canada as a whole. And that that's going to go along with 
um, you know, passenger car tires, SUV tires, CUV tires, light truck tires, and for Canada, certainly winter tires. We offer all of those things, um, you know, and we're looking to find a distributor. So once we open up that brand channel, which will, you know, we've got some people that we're in talks with. I mean, at some point in time this year, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for this season to get the Care 20, that's kind, you know, that's kind of why is, is, you know, you're dealing with an entirely different country and different, uh, you know, business issues that go along with that. But we're trying to identify not just how do we sell care 20s. It, it comes down to how do we sell the entire Canada brand to, in Canada. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's it wouldn't make sense just to move one tire up there for yeah, I mean, a I select few of drivers. Yeah, I, I would love to. But you know, if, we, if we sell even on the high side, maybe we sell, you know, 10 containers. I mean, it's 8,000 tires. Um, you know, again, I mean, that that's like 10 containers. That's that optimistically for the Kara 20 in Canada, I could be wildly wrong, but you know, if, if I sold just 10 containers of the Kara 20 a in Canada for the year, I, I might be impressed. Uh, you know, but again, we're looking to expand, you know, it's, it's, it's the entire product line. So if anybody out there has a distributor relationship, uh, you know, that can, that can buy a, a lot of product for us across all product lines, I'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Um, my yeah. next question is, do you guys have like a like a suggested retail price set up for these tires, or is it just kind of like this is how much my distributors pay for them? However much they charge is what they charge. Yeah, um, no, another good question. So the we don't have kind of. I think what you're the, what you're alluding to would be like an an MSRP, yeah. or a lot of tire companies have gone to what they call a MAP pricing, which is a minimum advertised price. Okay. Uh, strategy and we do have a map pricing on some of our automotive you know our, our auto and our passenger car light truck products some select products do have a minimum advertised price and and that really is i'm kind of giving you guys some entire uh, industry education i mean that's something that a lot of manufacturers do um you know if you if you go shopping around on a, a plethora of tires uh michelin hankook pirelli i mean all these companies bridgestone all these companies do this with certain tires um and you might see that reflected it's no different than than an xbox 360 that's sold at you know 399 across the board um no matter where i mean that that's a minimum advertised price and so tires are in refrigerators appliances tvs those are all the kind of the same consumer products that that do see that we don't have that on the care 20a um which i i won't say that that won't happen at some point in time but we do have kind of a we do have a, a kind of a baseline MSRP. But I can tell you, um, you, you know, essentially it comes down to what the wholesaler is acquiring the tire for, price-wise, what they choose to market up to a retailer, or you know, what somebody is selling it online for, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes down to a margin thing. You know? And and so, um, honestly, I've I've seen some deals with. The Care 28 floating online that are well below where the price point of the tire should probably be relative to the quality, relative to the durability, mm-hmm. uh, just the overall prestige of the tire um, relative to some more entry level tires that would not compete at the same level that we are. So I wouldn't say that we won't ever see a time with the Care 28 having that minimum advertised price on it. Um, but again, that comes down to advertise versus, you know, what, what you might be able to have like an at track special for or something like that. Gotcha. So, 
yeah, I mean, so we do have kind of a minimum advertised price, which I mean, like if you say a two sixty five thirty five eighteen is probably, uh, you know, about one hundred and twenty five to one hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, but I've seen that on the Internet for, you know, under a hundred. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of comes down to it kind of comes down to that. But it, we don't have a uh, just that baseline price that you know, we can only sell you the tire for one hundred and twenty seven dollars, for example. Yeah. With um with your guys doing your kind of like series support, are you guys just allowing people to order tires if they're a registered driver, or is that not how that works with you guys? You mean directly from us, or yeah, uh, um... whether it's directly from you or if it's from like their series director or whoever's running it, and kind of in cahoots with you to be like, hey, let's just say Adam needs you know sixteen tires and Leo needs twelve. Like, can mm-hmm. they, are they going to this guy to order the tires through you, or is that not how you guys are having it set up? Because I know you're, like, yeah. doing the series support, but to what extent is the support? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, so we, we've done it a little differently this year. Um, I know about four or five years ago when we had the, the older KR20 especially that's been kind of superseded by the KR20A, which is significantly improved tire, um, but we did have a little bit more of a drifting program. I mean, we we did have a driver in Formula Drift, I think, in the 2014 season. This all predates me, so I might be a little off. But, you know, we did dabble a little bit at the pro level, and we kind of – we were all over the board. Um, some aspects of those pro, of that program worked. Some didn't. And then it kind of fell by the wayside, and then Ed here has kind of picked back up with it again just because out of interest or curiosity or just opening my mouth maybe. Um, but – what we've done or what I've done with the series support is, um, you know, offering product as, as prize awards and, and some other in-kind things to our, our drift series partners, um, you know, Lone Star East 10 Riverside and spirit.jp. Uh, so in working with those partners, but as far as offering like a dedicated club price or a group buy, we don't have we tried this before it before my time it didn't really work in terms of the logistics or the supply chain issues that go along with that Mm -hmm. so what i've done this year and trying to kind of learn from where we came up short with that and also the fact that we're kind of trying to cast a bigger net with the kenda cup idea is um, you know, kind of offering, you know, the, the drivers that we're with, you know, I have kind of a specialty program where we can, you know, I, I'm working to supply those. However, just for the, the masses that might be affiliated with one of those series and running some of those events, um, I don't have a direct support pricing program or pricing or program in place with them. Um, you know, tirestacks.com, tirestacks has come on board this year and working with a host of different tire companies and Kenda being one of them. Um, I've got a good relationship with tire stacks and that's worked out to where as they've kind of been able to be the bridge of, uh, you know, of having the supply chain logistics and they've been really good about offering a, a pretty competitive price when you're starting to talk about palletized quantities. So you kind of think 12, 16 mm-hmm. tires and above, um, when you start getting palletized quantities, you know, tire stacks kind of it kind of all came together where in conjunction about the same time that I'm doing this, I had a conversation with uh, the gentleman, Frank, who's who's in charge of tire stacks at SEMA. 
and you know it came by the booth we struck up a conversation he said hey here's what i'm going to be doing um you know how do we you know i'd like to get kenda's buy-in on this and i said well that actually works well because timing is everything and i'm actually trying to put together a program so we've kind of hatched this out where they you know uh, tire stacks has reached out to a lot of the different drift series and he welcomes additional uh you know welcome additional series that may not have affiliated with but we've worked to kind of establish a individual unit price um for him that you know the, the individual online price but again i've told people on dm look you know if you're reaching if you're looking to do tires in larger that kind of 12 16 20 quantity whether it's you or maybe uh, the the you know uh, to get a group buy together of a couple of people to go in on that that they have tire stacks has specialized pricing in play for uh, you know palletized quantities whether it's group buys and then each of the clubs that tire stacks has partnered with um, you know they do have club rates where the clubs themselves can purchase and, and offer tires you know at at their events at, at an even greater rate than that so he's kind of got it tiered in, in a pretty interesting way and it's probably just as good if not better than anything I could have done with it so um, he kind of let tire stacks kind of be the unofficial official tire provider of of Kenda for this season hmm, okay that's uh and they are the only ones you guys don't have like a west coast distributor or anything like that east coast kind of set up you know i don't have it yeah i mean i don't have it dialed in that way i mean if i'm talking to some other companies that are kind of doing things similar to what tire stacks has done um i would say the probably the biggest uh the biggest source of people that i i get on instagram that are sending me messages comes from the west coast um from either like in the southwest and certainly up in the pacific northwest and that's that admittedly for us is probably where we have a little bit of underrepresentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, I would love to be working with a series or two out that way. But again, it kind of comes down to strategy. And for us, um, you know, I don't, you know, it, I, for us, the, the big issue is we don't have a strong wholesale distributor, uh, on the West coast. I mean, we, we have some, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say we don't have one but we don't have a wholesale distributor that's really embracing the KR20s, uh, the KR20As to offer that or, or to put that together where we can get a good, a good consistent supply chain of tires coming in from Taiwan or, or Vietnam, depending on where they're built. I mean, just the whole Kendall line where you know, we're, we're growing and expanding that. We're looking at opening up our own West Coast warehouse this year, um, and all that'll play into play into that, but the the big thing is we don't we haven't West Coast is probably underrepresented for us now. Again, it's kind of in the pipeline, but the main thing is that we just haven't had a, a strong wholesale distribution out that way that that can offer the the consistency that we're looking for. And that's kind of one of the answers why it's it's harder to get the Care Twenties. I mean, there's online retailers like Simple Tire. And others, tire stacks will certainly, you know, they're, they're more East Coast based, but they will ship cross country. They have some pieces in place to do that with. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's still, it's all a work in progress for us. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll move on to the next question that I got sure. from Eddie Drift. Uh, the 255-4018s, uh, price and availability, which I believe we've touched on already. 
Yeah, a, a little bit. So I guess I would say like the price and availability. Um, I don't. I honestly haven't looked to see how visible that is online. And one of the answers, or one of the reasons to that, is they're they're honestly they're not here yet. Um, yeah, I remember. You know, kind of, yeah. yeah. So so to kind of understand the production cycle of tires and and most manufacturers for us is and, and I feel kind of bad because I, I announced a couple of days ago you know, the, these, these size expansions on Instagram that I'm really excited about to let people know that, Hey, I've listened to you or we're, we're adding these, but at the same time to understand the production cycle is this, like the two fifty five forty eighteens, 40, 18s, those went on to dealer pricing sheets, um, for February, for the month of February. So, Hey, Kenda has a new tire size out. It's this two fifty five forty eighteen. That means you can order in the month of February submit the order to us in February that would theoretically go into production in March. Uh, and then you're looking at a March to April production window and April to May of shipping, basically transit time across the water as it's kind of a 30, 30, 30 day window of each of those steps. So really to get tires for most companies, um, that are building overseas. It's typically about a 90 day turnaround transit time. Okay. So when you say, they were offered in February. Really, that's March, April, May delivery, assuming the dealers have ordered them, uh, you know, with the foresight of this. And again, for me, that's kind of an educational process to say, you know, if a dealer's looking at, well, look at how many 265-35-18s I've sold. Well, what am I going to do with the 255-40? Well, you know, back it up for a minute. Hey, let me explain to you the 255-40. You know, it, it's a spec size for guys that are running in the Pro 2 class. And, you know, if you buy the, you know, if you bring this size on, you know, there, there will be opportunity for it, but it's a little unproven. So, um, it'll you know, have a slow it, start. Probably, yeah, it'll be a slow start. And then once, you know, once it kicks off, uh, you know, I had one dealer, um, that told me, Hey, I, I did order, I, I don't want to single them out, but the guy said, uh, yeah, I, I ordered, I, I did bring on those two fifty forty eighteens 40, that you were talking about. Great. How many did you order? Uh, I ordered 60 of them. 60. I mean, you know, that's, that's like, you know, that's like four or five people, you know, yeah. you're, you're talking, you're talking about a series, you know, you're in a market that's got, you know, 200 people, you know, in driving in the series, uh, you know, that's not going to take you real far. And he's like, Oh man, I, I didn't know. And I mean, but again, these, these guys are tire buyers, you know, and they're ordering tires from everything from, you know, a Honda civic to a Lexus to an infinity to be, you know, to Ford F two fifties. I mean, they're all over the board. So yeah, it's definitely an educational process where there's a slow start. So I would say, you know, pricing, um, you probably won't even see that online because they're not here yet. So, I mean, real pricing where you're going to see it established in the market, I would say, you know, kind of keep checking the internet, but it's going to be around that, you know, it's going to be around that late April, early May timeframe before they land. And that's when you'll start seeing pricing um, in which obviously would be priced competitively and slightly less than the, the 265, 3518s that are out there now to kind of give you a point of reference, um, and availability again, you know, we're talking probably that, you know, late April kind of start checking it, but may time window of where they're going to start to land. Um, I would say probably anybody that's listening to this where you have a relationship with a, uh, you know, somebody that's buying tires. If it's a, a speed shop, a tuner shop, tire dealer, anybody where if you can be proactive to create the demand, 
for this kind of a product because again our strength is not in warehousing tires at this point that's a small piece of what we do but it's not yeah. our core focus a lot of it is where dealers are ordering containers of tires you know 800 600 800 tires at a time in cans and i've got dealers that are getting you know four five six twelve twenty ty- twenty containers a month of our product in um so you know it comes down to look you know if you guys know that there's a demand if you if you're in a series and there might be five or six guys that are running these and hey i would love to get our hands on 25540s just to kind of single that out um you know we we could really use these to work with the person that you in theory as a consumer would buy them from to lean on the wholesale distributor to say hey i've got guys that are willing to buy this i need you to order them it just you know it helps it you know basically you know you're creating the demand but you're also kind of educating at the same time that's one piece that i'm doing but anything that can be done to create the consumer demand um you know we're, we're gonna get it there yeah and uh with like Somebody asked, Drift Geek asked, who's going to be the West Coast distributor, which we've kind of covered. Um, but you guys right. don't do that whole type of distribution deal where, like with other tire companies that are kind of focused on like grassroots stuff, where they kind of have like a distributor and you go through like a single person to order those tires. Yeah, you know, that, that's uh, it's kind of educational for me too, because, you know, historically in the tire industry, uh, you know, I've worked for a lot of tier two. Uh, you know, I've worked for several tier two companies and, and, you know, where they're very established and they have warehouses and I've worked yeah. for an, in, an entry level passenger car, uh, tire company that not involved in drifting, but, um, you know, so, some well, some well-known names, but also, you know, I mean, where, where it is more container based, but it, it's been interesting to me to kind of see some of these, the, the more, uh, drift focused tire manufacturers. And it seems to be, you know, there's, there are these individual, guys you know who, who's the guy who sells you know xyz brand um i don't want to drop any of the names other than mine <laughs> but uh you know but it's like hey who's the guy who's on you know like this the facebook group you know who's, who's the guy on here who sells these oh you know that's and then somebody tags them yeah and and yeah we're we're uh, you know we're, we're that next jump above that where i don't have a specific individual i mean it basically comes down to um, you know, we're looking, trying to work with a wholesale distributor, uh, but again, I, you know, we have wholesale partners. We do have the means to do that, but it, it's, it comes down to where we would sign a dealer, I guess, a, a, a direct, a direct wholesaler. Um, you know, the, there comes a criteria that, you know, you're looking at people that are buying, you know, we're, we're looking for penetration of the full product line, not just on the care 20A. Now that's not to say that we can't, get that but what i've explained to some people is look you know probably the biggest limitation where people have asked me how do i become a distributor you know i I have a shop Mm -hmm. you know i have a shop and and i've got a bunch of drift cars you know and i work within that you know i work with an abc series and the simple answer is uh, you know to kind of understand that the limitation of this is since we're not a warehouse based program where uh, you can just put together uh, you know, a 28 foot LTL trailer load of tires, which, you know, would be at maybe a dozen pallets of tires. Um, the reality becomes the criteria is look, you know, to fill a container, like I said earlier, it's about 800 tires. And, you know, to, to buy that container, the ability where you run into a log jam is the ability of most people 
is, is one of three things. Number one, I have a shop. Okay, great. Um, but also understand I don't have the, I, I can't or don't have the ability to order 800 tires at a clip. Number yeah. one, number two, I, I can order 800 tires, but I can't take them all at once. Meaning I can't get, I don't have the space to have a 40 foot container be dropped off to me and unloaded on the spot, or I don't have the space to warehouse or keep 800 tires on my property. Number two, and number three, the cost to cash flow is, you know, to be able to buy a container of tires, you know, you're talking $40,000 and most small businesses don't have the ability to cash flow 800 tires that might last an entire drift season and tie up 40 grand of tires to be able to resell them to people 12 at a time. So it's kind of a three pronged deal and, and it, it's difficult to get people to understand that. And I would love to find a way to work on that, but really this, that's kind of a common, that's kind of a common issue that we run up against where I would love to find a guy in Las Vegas. I would love to find a guy in Phoenix. I'd love to find a guy up in Seattle you know, and in and, and, and these different markets, but that always seems to be one of the three things. And if people are being honest, I said, hey, look, these are the three issues. If you can meet A, B, and C criteria, let's talk. And it always, it, it, one of those three ends up being a sticking point. And I understand it. It just, it's the nature of the business. So that's No, it's definitely understandable. To... Like, you, you know, yeah. money isn't growing on trees. They don't just have, and, you know, space isn't free either. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, and certainly cash flowing a business of, you know, forty. You know, forty grand of tires where you might try to mark that up to make sixty grand or eighty grand over the course of the season. But again, that's over the course of the season. It um, so, you know, the, it's 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 all a work in progress. And I think you know, probably as we're trying to do these steps, I mean, I, I would say honestly, twenty twenty one probably will look like an entirely different animal of this. But this is a season where we're tr- I'm trying to gain momentum and and trying to establish that baseline from which we can all grow and then hit so, the ground running for next year. For, yeah, for sure, even more so. Yeah. Um, I got three more questions. Uh, one's from my friend, <laughs> No Bumper. Um, <laughs> he, he asked, will you please sponsor Harold Jernandez? Which is, <laughs> I said my name wrong, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also got, from 881 Crew, uh, remember those, um, that spam I was getting? He, he did the same thing, but he did it like with the uh, upper and lower case letters. Yes. Where you make a SpongeBob meme out of follow for follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then last one we got was from Only ETM. I hope I said that right. <laughs> uh, would like to try a pair. Is there any Canadian dealers in Toronto area? And I believe we covered that, and that's a no. Yeah, and and I guess I guess the other thing too, to, with that is you know trying trying a pair. I mean, um, you know from from a from a tire knowledge background, you, you, I would just say you know the, whether it's our brand or otherwise. I mean, you know, tires are always designed, and you know, the, the dynamics of drifting is is a separate thing. But you know, I mean, there, there's always, there's a lot to be said for running a matched set of tires, a matched brand, even if it's just in this case you know, a, a steer and a drive type tire, you know, understand the compounds of tires are designed to do, you know, they're designed to work in tandem. Yeah. So you'll always get the best results. And I don't care whether it's drifting tires, whether it's just UHP street tires, winter tires, certainly truck tires. I mean, you know, there's not many people that are running a pair of this and that on their F250. You know, I mean, it, t- tires work best as a match set. Um, I would love to get them up into Canada. 
And, you know, again, we're, we're working on that. I, I feel like this year we, at some point in time, we'll, we'll be bringing somebody on. And I, I had a conversation with our vice president, in fact, earlier this week mm. uh, on Monday about Canada specifically. And I said, hey, I've got a couple of guys that, you know, we're, I'm in discussions with about what I just talked about, um, you know, who might be able to bring on a container of tires, uh, you know, who could land a container directly from our factory, who can cash flow this, who can land, a, you know, who can land the can. And they actually happen to be in Toronto. Um, and I said, you know, hey, I, I know we're not really selling our whole brand there, but, you know, is there opportunity to get the Care 20A into Canada to, you know, help these guys out and kind of establish a, a beachhead, right? Mm. And, you know, he, he was open to that idea. Um, so I would say the, you know, the ability to, you know, that might be coming as, as one stopgap measure. If we can find our goal as a brand is to find somebody that's willing to carry the whole line of Kenda products. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, if there's some opportunity to get the care 20 a, uh, you know, I, I'm talking to some people now that may have that ability. So, uh, you know, we're going to try to offer the full line first, but if not, then, you know, we can at least, try to work out something that might get that. So, you know, hey, maybe sooner than later. Hopefully sooner, because everyone's asking. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, so, like, the way this show works, um, since I've had, like, quite a few drivers on from Texas, obviously the Kenda brand has been spoken about a lot. And then mm -hmm. I also have talked to quite a few drivers from Canada, and that's i can see like where the listeners are coming in like we get a good majority of listeners from canada and i can see why people want to try them especially with the, everyone that uh has so much to say about you guys because i've never heard a bad thing so like not even like on the side like i've never heard anything negative not one thing yeah and i'm like oh. i i appreciate that and, and i mean honestly that that What's interesting to me about working for a company like Kenda is, you know, we're, we're a relatively, you know, we're, we're a small yet growing manufacturer. And, you know, there was there was a time where you kind of think of some of the passenger car brands that are more established. You know, there was a time when nobody had heard of Falcon. There was a time when not many people had heard of Toyo outside of the Pacific Northwest, which is where kind of Toyo got their start in the U.S. Mm -hmm. There was a time where not many people heard of Nexon. And, I, and these are all companies that, that I, I've worked with um, you know, at some level in the past where, uh, you know, I remember working for Nexon six, seven years ago when it was a much smaller brand than it was and there was no drift program, um, you know, that none of that existed. And it, uh, I kind of see Kenda as the next thing. And we're in a position as a manufacturer, we're, we're going to be the next brand. And that's what's kind of exciting, aligning at this and working with the company because we're small enough and we're able to pivot in these avenues. And the drifting thing is, you know, it, it's new for us but i'm trying to also kind of lay some of these ground steps that's going to build upon that foundation to you know again eventually grow that brand and grow our visibility and one of the things i would say is you know from from a technological development standpoint you know you said everybody's heard really good things um you know and i asked some of the texas guys you know hey shoot me straight on this i don't know anything about it you know kind of coming on to kenda last year mm -hmm. you know Hey, look, if it's if it's crap, tell me, you know, if it's you're running it just because it's a good value. And these guys are like, no, no, no. Trust me. Like, you know, it, it provides like uh, fielding like fielding shredder likes to say, you know, it really provides as from having run a variety of tires and why the Texas guys seem so latched onto it is because 
the the Kemba tires uh, tend to last. They provide the lowest cost per lap. Is it the least expensive tire out there? No. But if you kind of look at, hey, you know, I'm getting like two, you know, I'm getting like three or four laps out of these, or I'm getting, you know, I'm half of a weekend out of it versus a guy that's like, hey, I can get three or four weekends out of a set. You know, we provide that. And on one hand, it's kind of for me, who is compensated in some way on the amount of volume of tires that I sell. It kind of sucks because I don't sell as many tires because we last longer, you know. So, um, yeah. But it, it, but it's also a good problem to have because you know that's where we we create fans of of our brand uh, by by you know having by actually having a good product. And we've got a technical center that's in Akron, Ohio, kind of where a lot of the hotbeds of manufacturing, uh, you know, have their R and D centers. And we have a fantastic R and D center. I think uh, Fielding came through there last year and got a little bit of a tour. I believe he posted a, a brief YouTube video about it, uh, but we have some really interesting things that are going on. And you know, we've we've got a gentleman who's our our vice president of engineering in Akron. He's an autocrosser. He's he runs and he runs Kendas. He's got a um, six gen Camaro mm-hmm. that he does autocrossing with. And and I had a he, he was out at SEMA and, and I had him in on some of these conversations and you know, kind of talking about some additional size developments. Probably not with the KR twenty A, but whatever the next generation of, of, uh, you know, our max performance tire looks like to say, Hey, look, you know, how do we, you know, can we expand, you know, take the care 20 and can we have something else that maybe is more competitive? And he has kind of a vested interest because he's autocrossing. So yeah. and it's a different dynamic of where, but he's also passionate about it. And I mean, the development of the tires, the fact that, you know, I, I guess Kenda's value proposition at the end of the day for all of our products, especially for, light truck and and for automotive side is we provide a premium level product at a value price and that's true of all of our products um so i mean we're not the least expensive entry level tire out there but we build tires that we benchmark up against some of the the best tires in the industry like on our light truck side we've benchmarked a tire our uh, cleaver rt that competes head-to-head with toyo's open country rt and bf goodrich's all-terrain um, but you know, 30 to 40% less cost wise. So, I mean, it'll give you an equal performance, that premium level performance at a value price point. And honestly, that's, that's what our care 20 does. That's what our all season care 400 does. I mean, it, so we, it, it's not just, we have a really good UHP tire. We have a really good product line and we're an emerging brand. I mean, we're, we're trying to develop that story. And so that's kind of, you know, that, that's why the guys love it, because, you know, our price point is solid on it, but it's a great tire to boot. It's not just, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. It's inexpensive, but it, it's also really good. So that that's kind of our whole brand value proposition. And do you know, like, the nerdy stuff about the tires? Like when it gets into uh, tread wear, uh, what's better, what guys are running? <laughs> do you, Do you get into that? And uh, so it, can I you know. elaborate a little bit? Cause I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I haven't looked into it well enough, which is probably not a good thing to be saying right now. Um, but I, I've actually never like really looked really well into it to like fully understand like the treadwear setup, um, and just overall tires in general. If you, if you can elaborate a little bit on that, like just a basic yeah, I mean, by definition, I'm I'm not a I'm not a product engineer. I mean, I, I know enough. Which is why I asked. Da- <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, I I know enough to be dangerous, and you know, I try to have kind of an understanding of 
kind of the talking points of the tire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the one of the interesting things for us is that the KR20 is offered in two different um, two different treadwares, a 180 treadwear and a 300 treadwear, and not every size is offered in both. Both, okay, right? Yeah, so so it's kind of I guess I would say for for listeners, um, you know, kind of one of the things I can speak on about that is. You know, understand what you're you're going up against, and the treadwear, the UTQG, the Uniform Tire Quality Grade, um, is comes down to by by federal law, every manufacturer has to put a UTQG on there, and you'll see like the number, then you'll see a letter, then you'll see another letter, and basically what the UTQG tells you is that kind of treadwear that that number, and then it deals with traction and temperature. Mm-hmm. And what the has and kind of the the best of the best, it goes like the the letter ratings are an A B C guide and A meaning the top, but again, every manufacturer kind of sets their own standard. So, for example, and this is where I think a lot of people get hung up because you'll see this in in you you know you're in the competition side. I'm really not, you know I'm not a driver by trade, I'm just a fanboy. So you know you Same. look at the <laughs> you know so so when you look at the, the people that say, um, like, you know, when you look at FD spec, where it may be like, you know, it has to be a 200. I don't know uh, off, off the top of my head what the if, if it specifies. A, I know it specifies a, the 255 for like Pro 2. Um, do you, does it specify a minimum? Tre- I don't know that it specifies a minimum treadwear number. Uh, I remember I think- last year the Drift League did. They did Im- implement okay. it. I don't remember what the number was. Um, yeah, but it, it there was a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Um, but understand that each manufacturer, when they're doing development, and this is true of all tires, not just drift, but in any tire, whether it's for, you know, your, your Toyota Camry or your F-150, whatever, you know, the UTQG, each manufacturer sets their own. Now it's to a baseline, sta- it's to an industry standard, but at the end of the day, you can't really say that the... You know, next uh, the the Nexon 200 and the Michelin 200 and you know Kenda's 180 and uh, you know Hankook's 180. They're not all the same thing. I mean, you know, each each manufacturer may do standard to that standard, but it doesn't really cross compare. So when I see company when I see like these series that say, and I don't want to sing a lot drift. I've seen this in like autocross autocross clubs and things like this that specify that. Um, you know, you kind of single out stuff because you might say, well, the mi- it has to be a minimum of a 180 treadwear, or it might be a minimum of 200, but ours might be a 180. But the sta- you know, it, it, it you might inadvertently single out some tires that are really competing at a very competitive level, just on the basis of a number that only applies to one particular brand, if that makes sense. So I would say back to ours, um, you know, we do offer as a 180 and we do offer a 300. Again, not every size is like that. And it, it kind of has to do with the development of our tire. So you might see it advertised as um, we'll, we'll, like internally or you might see this online. You'll see like um, I don't really see it too much online. I wish. But you'll see where it'll be advertised as just the care 20A. Sometimes it'll be advertised as the KR20A Street, and I'm doing finger quotes again, and the KR20 Drift. And but really, I would encourage people. You know, you kind of want to look at the treadwear because 
you know, the lower the number, the grippier it's going to be. I mm-hmm. mean, that that's that's the simplest thing. A 600 treadwear, which is an all-season. And when I start back to the person that was asking about, you know, I want to try a pair of these. You know, when you're mismatching a set of tires like that, uh, even on a streetcar, um, you know, you're trading off grip, you're trading off cornering stability, you're trading off responsiveness, things like that. You know, there's always a trade-off with tires, no matter what it is. Yeah. And so when you go back to the tread wear, um, you know, we have a designated like the KR20A drift would be the 180 tread wear. The uh, KR20A street is designated as the 300 tread wear. And I hate to use those the, those designations because I don't think they're necessarily accurate because the, the KR20A in the 300 tread wear, the quote-unquote street tire is our most popular selling size mm-hmm. um and where i would say that say to people i guess really when you're kind of trying to educate yourself what does the kenda you know what does the kenda care 28 look like um i would encourage people to look closely at you know what are you trying to do with the car um what do you you know what kind of event are you running and you know just kind of what's most important to you so Hypothetically speaking, if you have the tire, like a 265-35-18, for example, that's or, that's offered in both, um, you know, both compounds, mm-hmm. the 180 and the 300 treadwear, understand that you know the 180, it's it's going to be grippier, uh, but you know the trade-off there is the grip comes at the expense of longevity. So, where would I, I've told people in the past, you know, kind of most simply put. Um, most most simply put is if you're running a practice event you're running some ride-alongs you're doing just something that's not uh not a necessarily timed or or side by side you know not not a competitive event in that regard the 300 is probably going to be the you know the the working man's tire you know you're going to get the best longevity out of it Mm -hmm. it'll trade off some of the upper end competitiveness because of the compound differences there, um, you know, you're going to trade off a little bit of the grip, but the benefit is you get more longevity. You're going to get longer lasting. You're going to get additional runs or events or weekends out of it, whatever that looks like. And if you're really trying to, you know, haul some ass and you're really trying to be as competitive and get on the podium as you can, you know, then that's where the 180 comes into. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's really hard for me seeing this because everybody's car, you know, I'm, I kind of lurk on, I, uh, on a Facebook group uh, that's centered around drift tires. And, you know, I, I just kind of take in all the comments. I do chime in a little bit there wherever it's helpful. But, yeah, I see the reviews and people are looking at not just Kendas, but they're all over the board with different things. But, you know, there's also different track surfaces. There's different car setups. There's different driving styles. You know, there's so many variables to this that it's almost impossible to get that. So at the end of the day for us, it kind of comes down, I would say, Look, if our tires offered in both uh, both sizes, and you're not really sure what you know, understanding what that looks like, it comes down to um, you know the 300 treadwear is going to offer you a little, you know, you're going to try off just a slight end of competitive top end grip. Um, you know, if you're doing like tandem stuff or mm. you know just real super competitive events, versus you know you're out there just for seat time or you're just out there to just have fun and play around with. Um, you know, I've had, you know, some of the guys will run like maybe a, a grippier 180 up front and the 300s on the back. And I mean, again, that kind of, you know, from you think of your steering versus 
you know, steering versus drive positions, there's a little bit of a trade-off there. So, uh, you know, it comes down to what you want to do. But, you know, like Fielding uh, and some of the Lone Star guys, they did their drift week um, back in the beginning of the year. And, you know, Fielding sent me a text message. He's like, man, I made the mistake of driving the 180s on the street across country from Texas to Arizona, you know, I just, I, I used their shot, you know, and, and like, I didn't even really get to, that's just driving, you know, yeah. just driving on the road. Um, you know, and, and you know, it's basically, I, sh- I shot a set of tires while I was driving, uh, you know, and he's like, man, I wish I would have paid attention to the, you know, putting the three hundreds on. And, uh, so, you know, it happens to the best of us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with that two fifty five tire, uh- is that going to be in both treadwares or just one? The 255s, uh, we've got those as the, let me think here. I'm trying to actually flip in the catalog. What did we bring in here? The 255s, it looks like we've got that in the, yeah, that looks like it's going to be in the grippier 180 range on that one. Hmm. So, and and that's kind of, but again, that's also kind of coming down to the more competitive, uh, you what know, kind of the for. more competitive. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So, and, and again, it kind of comes back down to, um, you know, you know, for us, the one interesting thing is, you know, that's where we already have a mold, um, you know. So if maybe is, you know, that's a new size, it's a little easier to change the compound. It's easier to change the cake batter that goes into the, into the mold. Um, you know, to kind of change that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of the sales volume will kind of dictate if there's enough demand to expand upon that, but that could be a potentially easy candidate to be a dual compound tire in the future. It's just, you know, it's, it's uncharted territory for us being a brand new, and I'm just happy to be able to offer the 255 to allow a class of people that, you know, may not previously have looked over it or, you know, given consideration to it because we didn't have a size that met the, you know, the, the series spec that they're yeah. trying to be confined to. Yeah, I know. I'm actually doing the, um, the Vegas two, the Vegas two, Jesus, the, the Vegas drift pro two shootout in uh, October. Okay. Nice. So I'll be bugging you guys around that time. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, do you know, do you have the date on that? Yeah. October 24th and 25th. Ooh, right before SEMA. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right before SEMA. So, um, but Hey, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, I actually did something different this time, and I had a pen and paper while you were talking. I wrote side notes so I can keep questions going. Nice. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Well, I, yeah, I didn't want to sound as unprepared as I normally am. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, you're honest. Yeah, I, you, you know, it, I gotta at least be honest. It doesn't won't get you very far. It might get you further than lying. Um, but again, thank you for coming on. Uh, how can people find you if they want to reach you, Kenda Tire? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, I'm, two, two things to follow is, is going to be for us uh, and, for, and for me. I mean, I'm on Instagram at Kenda Racing. Uh, it is my uh, official unofficial account um, for, for us at Kenda. So the official Kenda Tire account is at Kenda Tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have access to that account as well, although I try not to burden our social media manager with uh, you know, kind of bastardizing that account, although barding it we, with drifting stuff. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> yeah. made that mistake. I made that mistake around, uh, we, we had an off-road light truck event for some of our dealers last year. And I kind of, uh, kind of hijacked the account a little bit and she'd asked that I kind of refrain and kind of keep it more in the cadence of, 
of keeping the other uh, bicycle and motorsports guy and the, and the uh, motorcycle guys in check. So, uh, but we did talk about that. And one of the things that we're inter- that we're going to be doing is we're actually going to work with uh, Fielding Shredder and with uh, Carrie um, at thir- at S thirteen Babe uh, on doing some uh, event takeovers. Um, one thing I guess I should sidebar too: we are going to be at a couple of drift. Uh, series of events that we have at Kenda for us that um, we haven't really done before as far as uh, vendors or exhibitors before mm-hmm. a, co- a couple of events that we are going to have our kind of bringing our our uh, brand to this year is going to be at Hyperfest at VIR which is in May um, we'll be exhibiting at Hyperfest we have a couple of our drivers that that are signed on for um, competing within that event. I'm talking to the guys at Hyperfest to see if we can expand that in some way that I can't really talk much more than that about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be at Hyperfest, which we've never done before. We will be at um, LS Fest, which is going to be in Bowling Green, Kentucky in September. We're going to have our full Kinda presence there. And we are also going... Um, uh, talking i was trying to do grid life midwest like i said i live in indianapolis at the beginning of the show uh i was and and i've driven gingerman uh raceway doing some road racing there i actually have a really neat story about uh putting a set of bfg r1 spec tires on a uh, dealer rental demo car that yeah. i had for the weekend while well, my car was in the shop and uh quickly learned the dynamics of driving a bone stock suspension on our compound tires will make for a very hard four off. Uh, but, um, so gingerman is a pretty special track to me. I would love to do that. Uh, I wanted to take us to grid life Midwest, uh, to exhibit there, but I do have a customer, uh, event conflict that weekend. Although fielding shredder and a couple of the Texas guys, they're committed to, they're going to have a, they're taking their themselves to grid life, Colorado, and I'm working to try to see if we can also align our marketing schedule to get us to have a presence at Grid Life uh, at the Alpine Horizon uh, Festival for that. I think that one's in August. So trying to expand. So if you're not within Lone Star, if you're not within East 10, if you're not in Spirit.jp or in Riverside Drift, um, you know, that you know, you're trying to bring ourselves to have a presence at some of these other shows and and talking some various angles there. So that's all new stuff for us, and that's stuff that I've kind of tried to do to kind of try to craft this brand program. So I would say to answer your question, you know, I'm we're going to continue to have more news, and I haven't even really announced some of those things yet um, on those platforms. So please follow me at Kenda Racing. Uh, personally, you're welcome to DM me and tag me in posts, um, hashtag Kenda tires, hashtag drift Kenda. And I follow all of those as well as again, Kenda tire is our main Instagram account. Our main Facebook account is Kenda tires USA. And I get access to all those messages and I'm on those social medias, but again, I try not to hijack it. So yeah. we do have content there going to work with uh, you know, some of our drivers to do some live events and those will be on the Kenda tire, uh, Instagram account. We'll do some, um, live of the, some of these event takeovers and things like that. So we've got a lot of really cool stuff that we're just putting it all together for figuring out how to have fun. I love talking to each and every person. I try to respond. Um, and, and I'm actually pretty good about it. My wife gets on me about being on Instagram a lot and I tell her, Hey, it's work related, but, uh, you know, but I, I love just the connection in the community. So, 
if you're listening to this, if you don't follow me, please follow me. Shoot me a message anytime. I'll probably follow you back. And again, I always welcome the inquiries, you know, kind of with the sponsorship too. You know, again, we're not really going to be taking on anybody new for this year, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to start the dialogue for next year, guys. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And then, uh, for sure. You're probably going to get bombarded with a whole bunch because you did just open that window. I know. That... Yeah. Maybe, maybe edit that out. I don't know. Yeah. So... <laughs> oh, it's in there already. It's all good. But yeah, again, it's, it's all good. thank you. Uh, best of luck with Ken Tire this year. Um, that's I can't wait to see how everything turns, you know, the fruition of everything. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I'm I'm just coming in. You know, I welcome the ideas. I'm I'm kind of coming into this with trying to do an angle that you know I'm a big believer in grassroots drifting, and you know I think there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of fun to be had, and and you know I'm trying to be one of the few brands that's out there that is recognizing that. You know, I love. I love seeing the passion and the enthusiasm. And at the end of the day, I mean, this is a really strong community. So, you know, kind of seeing everybody just giving advice. And, you know, what's interesting to me is also, I guess, one last point is kind of seeing, I mean, even like Chelsea Denofa, who is very engaged on fa- on some of these Facebook groups. I mean, this guy's a pro level. He doesn't have any responsibility to the guy who's starting off in a 350 horsepower car. But, I mean, everybody's learning from everybody. And that, to me, kind of speaks to the community that's in there. And that's why, you know, for us as a brand um, and for me as an individual, you know, I'm trying to help that grow kind of the sponsorship angle, the questions that are in there. Um, you know, I mean, everybody learns from everybody else. And, and that to me is, you know, it, it, it's community at the end of the day. So that that's Definitely. what's, that's what's, yeah, I mean, that's what's good. So I, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the chance to kind of appreciate spout you off coming and, on. Yeah, and, and for sure. I mean, you got my contact info. I mean, open door, man. Hit me up anytime. Oh, you will be. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, man. Sure All right. You have a All good right. night. Thanks for your time. You All too. Right, bye.